Welcome to episode 15 of Fearless Rebel Radio. Big news before we get started with this episode. The 21 Step Body Image Remix is here. Oh, yeah. That was my best Oprah impression. Uh, I have taken some of the best exercises that I do with my clients as it relates to body image, and I have rolled them into the 21 Step Body Image Remix. So it's a 21-day program, and it is now live, which I'm super, super excited about. I've already got a ton of women working through the program, and they are already having major light bulb moments and saying how awesome it is. Um, It's really, it's a life-changing 21-day online program for the woman who wants to embrace their body and unleash the fierce, confident woman within. 21 emails, so you get an email each day for 21 days. You get a mission to complete every single day. Um, and like I said, these are some of the exercises that I have spent kind of years developing and that I use with my clients. So head to bodyimageremix.com to get all the details and join all the other women who are taking a sledgehammer to their scale and doing things differently. As always, you can head to summerinanin.com or summerthenutritionist.com to get my free rule breaker starter kit with everything you need to get rockin' with your bod. Okay. In this episode of Fearless Rebel Radio, I interview Caitlin Weeks, blogger and author of the cookbook Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, on her journey to health and body acceptance, including how she won the battle against Hashimoto's thyroiditis and how she uses EFT, which is the emotional freedom technique, to change her relationship with food and her body. I was blown away by all of Caitlin's insights on EFT. So you definitely want to check this out because I think it's really, really cool and it can probably help you in so many ways. All right, check it out. Do you know where you are? You're in Fearless Rebel Radio, baby. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence, relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice, not-so-PG-rated rants, and interviews with Fearless Rebel guests. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I am very excited about my guest here today. She is a blogger and an author and someone that I've been following for a very long time that I finally got to meet in person back in August when I was at the Ancestral Health Symposium. I have on the show today, Caitlin Weeks. Caitlin is a full-time blogger at grassfedgirl.com and she is the author who co-wrote Mediterranean Paleo Cooking with her husband, Chef Nabil Boomrar. 
And she's had many years of experience as a certified nutrition consultant, as a Czech holistic lifestyle coach, and a professional personal trainer in San Francisco. Caitlin has had success conquering obesity after a lifelong struggle with her weight. Since 2009, she's been winning the battle against Hashimoto's thyroiditis using a paleo diet. She truly believes in the mind-body connection for healing and is a certified EFT practitioner, which we'll talk about. She is committed to educating others about the benefits of traditional and ancestral foods and efficient exercise. So welcome to the show, Caitlin. Hi, Summer. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. Uh, and you have a lot of exciting stuff coming uh, going on right now because your book is, has it, is it launched or is it launching? When does it come out? on October 28th, okay, 2014. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, so that this will probably go live right around that time and I know you're doing a, a big tour across across the US as well. Which yes, is we're going to we're starting in Nashville, then Atlanta, then San Francisco and uh we have like 8 or 10 places so far. Yeah, that's So that's exciting. You, you, you guys really need to like come up to Canada for these book tours. <laughs> and yeah, we always seem before, to get excluded. <laughs> before it turns uh, Arctic. <laughs> yes, before the polar vortex. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, before we get started, why don't you kind of tell everyone more about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So... I grew up in the South and I grew up eating crappy standard American diet pretty much. I mean, we had a lot of, you know, meals at home, so that was good. Uh, but, you know, you know, sit down dinners and all that kind of stuff. But when I was little, about three years old, my parents got divorced and I think that had a huge impact on me and I just started turning towards food for comfort and my um, you know, my parents were kind of the same way. So, uh, that was a big kind of turning point. And then I kept on gaining weight and then I went to all kinds of programs for when I was, um, like, you know, adolescent weight management and weight watchers. And I didn't ever go to fat camp <laughs> per se, but mm -hmm. I went to, um, I went to a lot of like outdoor camps and stuff like that. I mean, my parents were always pushing me to, they were really, really, really supportive, um, but they were always trying to help me, you know, be active and stuff like that. And I mean, they had a completely unconditional love and all that, but, uh, but they, you know, they were always trying to do the best they knew how to like help me get over it or, or whatever. But anyway, in college, well, in high school, I, I was starving myself on, um, lean cuisines and uh, diet, diet cokes, <laughs> you know, the standard, you know, and I would have like contests with my friends to see how long you could not eat and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I never made it more than like eight hours. So I wasn't very successful at being, you oh, know, wow. not that that's successful, but you know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't really, um, I would just get so hungry that I would freak out and eat a bunch, you know? Yeah. So then, um, I'm just, you know, telling you all this. So it kind of sets the stage for, I feel like all these things contribute over time, you know, to health problems. So, for sure. um, then 
then I moved, then I went to college, then I lost, then I gained up to 240 pounds because I decided I wasn't going to diet anymore. And I just wanted to be myself and just have fun. And, and, um, I had the best time in college. You know, I always see what you post about, you know, loving yourself and you can have a good experience no matter what size you are. And I really did. I just said, I don't care. I, I, uh, I had a million friends in college. It was just a great time in my life. I mean, sure, I didn't really have boyfriends or anything, but it didn't matter. Uh, in a way, it was it was good, you know. And and uh, I just had a great time and and just explored, you know, who I really was. And you know, I gained a lot of weight, but then I was like, whatever. Then I got to lose. I decided after college, I was like, I'm going to lose this weight and. So I got back into low-fat dieting and everything and a lot of, you know, cardio on the elliptical and all that. And I lost uh, over the next year or so maybe 80 pounds. And, you know, it was really – I felt really good about myself, but I was always hungry. I had difficulty concentrating. I had difficulty, you know, with my energy and – I was always just thinking about when can I eat, when can I eat, when can I eat, <laughs> because I was, you know, had no fat in my diet. And um, so then I decided that I wanted to become a personal trainer because I had lost all this weight and I was really interested in health and everything, but I didn't really have access to very good information, of course, or, you know, that was before the internet was so big and there was a million blogs and all that stuff. Right. So uh, I decided I went to move to California and I became a personal trainer when I got to California. And then I met my husband and after about seven years, five to seven years of being a personal trainer, I started feeling like I could never get out of bed. I, I was doing a lot of half marathons at that point. I had gotten into pescatarian, vegetarian, soy diets. I was into the blood type diet. And I just, all of a sudden one day, just could barely get out of bed. I needed a pot of coffee to go to my personal training appointments in the morning. And I mean, all I could think about was sleeping. And I just wanted to sleep all the time. And it just really wasn't like me. And I saw a few doctors and, you know, that whole rigmarole with, you know, you're, you're, you're fine and all that. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with you. But I, I knew something was wrong with me and I started having digestive problems about the same time. And I had never had that in my life. I'd always just not thought about it, just gone to the bathroom, just everything normal. And all of a sudden I wasn't normal anymore and and regular and everything so I was like something's going on and then I had started nutrition school so it's funny because the the time I got started in nutrition school was the time I started getting sick and so that was interesting but I had so I sort of had I knew there was alternative ideas out there so I I had reached out to a naturopathic doctor and she prescribed the nature throid to me and 
within two weeks, I felt so much better. I mean, a big change. I was able to function and do things. And then, you know, then the real healing path began. And I started researching everything. And and uh, uh, I, I got a nutritionist as well. And she was really into kind of Weston A. Price diets and ancestral diets. She didn't really call it paleo, but... It was pretty much, yeah. And then, um, and she was really into, she wanted to help me with my blood sugar and everything and that, and that really helped me a lot. And then, shortly after that, I ran into my neighbor uh, who was going to the same nutrition school as me, and we lived just a few blocks away from each other, and that was Diane Sanfilippo. So that right on. You know, and I, I really believe you kind of bring people into your life with your energy and and all that and you know so you know we were I feel like we were drawn to each other or you know I was I was drawn to reach out to her or you know whatever you want to call it and then we we really had we started hanging out a lot and she really pushed me to get into because I had a newsletter at that time about my personal training business but, you know, she was like, you need to do it more and make it better, you know, and really get into the online thing. And so I started, you know, following her advice and then she, it just grew from there. And, you know, then I became a full-time blogger about maybe a year and a half ago. So, yeah, that's really cool. And so, you know, how how's your, you know, how's your health now? Is it or is it good? Like, has your, did your body change at all through that process? Yeah. I mean, my, my energy is really good now and, you know, I sleep really well and my digestion is better. And, you know, when you feel like you can't even get out of bed, it's so horrible. And, and I never feel that way anymore unless I just really don't sleep, but I, pretty much sleep well every night. So, uh, you know, that's just amazing to be able to function normally mm-hmm. when you, when you couldn't. Um, and I, and my hunger, I'm so, I can go, you know, four or five hours without eating or without thinking about food. And that's just such a freeing thing when, you know, you used to be hungry once an hour and you couldn't even get anything done because, you were just like, what can I eat? What can I eat? What can I eat? You know, and I just hate that feeling. Yeah. And to clarify, that's because you're actually eating the right amount now and you're nourishing yourself versus versus like you have more self-control. <laughs> it's not like when you were in high school and you were trying to go eight hours without eating. Yeah. <laughs> just to exactly. clarify to anyone who's listening to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's a, totally because I'm, you know, eating foods that are full of nutrition and you know, have healthy fats and, you know, good carbs and whatever that means, you know, (laughs) and, 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 uh, you know, full of, you know, fat soluble vitamins and iron and, you know, omega threes and all that stuff. So, uh, now some, you know, when I was running all the time and eating a low fat diet and I was starving, I was thinner and over the time that I've had Hashimoto's 
the first month I gained like 10 pounds <laughs> and you know that was another reason why I was like something's going on because I had been able to maintain my weight since I lost it in co right after college for for the whole seven years seven to ten years I had maintained my weight um so that was kind of a red flag that something was going on and then I gained a little more <laughs> over the time and it's you know it's been really hard to to deal with that I, you know when you're trying to heal your thyroid and everything and then you know you're in the public kind of paleo sphere and everyone's you know very critical of of your your appearance you know we have all kinds of examples <laughs> of of that lately yeah um so you know it has been really hard but you know i think i i just can't focus on on that i just have to focus on you know enjoying how you know how good i feel and how pretty i look you know not based on my you know gene size but based on you know, like my husband thinks I look beautiful and, you know, I, so many people tell me I look good, you know, but it's, it's hard when you have this idea that you're supposed to be, you know, size two, six, whatever. Um, and, you know, but I think when I was 240 pounds, I would have loved to be the size I am now. And so, you know, you just have to put it in perspective about, uh, you know, I'm healthy and I can move and I can exercise and I can do things, you know, I may not be the, I, the, the you know, the Hollywood size, but, you know, I, I'm, I feel good in my body and, you know, I think you just have to love yourself the way, where you are the day <laughs> that it is and be glad that, you know, you have to look around and be thankful for all the gifts you have. You know, you you have a roof over your head. You have family that loves you, and you know all those things, and and count your blessings because you know there's so many other things to worry about. Yeah, and I mean, I think like it. You know, you were you were pretty sick when you were, you know, doing the extreme low fat dieting and you know half marathons, and I mean, it probably broke you know it it broke you right and so absolutely and I mean I think you know I, I really think a big thing uh was that that I ate tons of soy because yeah. I believed that it was you know it was so it was low carb it was low fat I mean it's the perfect food <laughs> yeah and that just really I just w really hope that anyone listening you know maybe would exclude that from their diet because it's just it, I think it causes extreme gut problems and thyroid you know we talk about anti-nutrients and then blocking you know I just think that and maybe for some people it's not that big a deal but for me I really overdid it and so I would just really try to take a look at that and and I think we're you know we're so brainwashed into thinking oh this is a uh, like you know the the nuggets and the 
little soy hot dogs and all that stuff is like, oh, that's health food. Yeah. That just drives me crazy, you know. Yeah. I used to I I lived I lived on like the the veggie ground round and the and the veggie dogs. Like I oh I, I lived probably around the same time as you. Like it was just, you know, that right after university because that was what was what you thought was 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 healthier, but Yeah, well, um, it was in the healthy food section. I mean. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm going to eat a real hot dog. Like <laughs> if I can have a hot dog, it's not going to be this soy thing, but um yeah, no, I, and I think, you know, you brought up a good point. I think the and and I think it's with any health sphere, you know, I, and because um, you know, you're more involved in the paleo sphere and certainly like, you know, I have, I definitely have a little more involvement there too, but yeah, there, there's this definite idea that, you know, oh, if you eat this way, you're suddenly going to, you know, have these abs and, and look like this. And so it's, you know, but I, I'm sure that exists in any kind of like health sphere, whether it's like the vegan sphere or whatever. Um, bodybuilding. Yeah, exactly. Yoga or any yeah. of them. Yeah, and I think that, you know, more people need to realize that that's not that's not what's always you know, that's not always where your body's meant to be. Like we're not meant to look all look the same like that, especially especially women because we need more um body fat on us for proper hormonal function, but and also like a lot of it has to do with um you know, that, that period of time that's led up to where you are now, like, you know, when you were a kid and like all that dieting that you did and all, all like all of those things are going to influence the, you know, your, the way that your body lands. And I think it's just, it's great that it's great to have diversity in that, in, in the health sphere. I think we need more people who don't have, you know, six pack abs who are preaching, you know, health and, and whatnot, because, it can exist in so many different um, shapes and, and sizes. Absolutely. And I, you know, I think about uh, sometimes when I see your posts and I think about, you know, after college, I was, you know, at my highest weight, but I wanted to go traveling to Australia. And, and I think a lot of people may have, just said oh well I can't go because I don't look right and you know everyone wears bikinis or whatever down there and I and I was like you know what I don't care I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have the best time I can and I'm just gonna go because I'll never be this young again and I have the opportunity and I have the time and I have the money and I just went and you know I had the absolutely the best time in my life and you know I've just and sometimes I see people holding back and saying, well, I'm not going to do it now because I don't look right, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't know if you have a tomorrow, you know, so, you know, go ahead and, and live today, you know, and, and just, you know, I follow some other people who teach and you know, just go ahead and put on a dress and put on some makeup and make yourself feel as good as you possibly can and just go out there and, and, and just live today, you know, and, and don't stop hiding, you know, from life. Yes. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and so, you know, were there any like specific practices that you used to like through that process of kind of, you know, accepting your body after the Hashimoto's, you know, like, um, cause I, you, 
coming from that time when you were, you know, dieting and, and like doing a lot of cardio and then you, you know, started to nourish yourself and focus more on health. And, um, but, and I know it's difficult to, to put on weight back. Like I've, I've, the exact same thing happened to me, but was, was there anything specific that helped you? I mean, the, of course, the nourishing meals and focusing on, you know, getting bone broth and liver and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've, I've done GAPS and I've done AIP and, you know, those things have helped. And I've worked with a holistic practitioner a lot to find out, you know, if I had parasites and, um, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, everyone, I think people should, should go that route, you know, but don't get so into it that you're like making yourself insane again, you know, <laughs> cause I see that a lot too. It's like people become supplement junkies, you know, and then, and they just keep chasing the next thing. Oh, well I have this and then now I have this and, <laughs> you know, and it just becomes like another obsession. Yes. I'm sure you see that a lot. Yes. <laughs> and then, so you know, much. it's just like, I just, I you just start dumping money into, you know, these, these tests and supplements. And, and I think you really have to think about the, the mind body connection. Um, I, you know, I've had a lot of help with, uh, from, from doing EFT and I took a course and became an EFT practitioner. And I, one, one thing it really helped me with is, like mindful eating mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, I did this technique where I would do EFT right before I ate and it, it so what EFT is, it's, yeah, like I was going to say, I'm going to stop you because you need to called, explain it. <laughs> it's called uh, emotional freedom technique and it is a way of tapping on your chakras or your energy points and it helps to clear blocks or, you know, just get rid of negative energy. And I think it, I really think that it, it, it opens up your consciousness. And, you know, I think sometimes we just eat in kind of this, in a daze. And we're not really in touch with how full we are or how much we need to keep eating or not. We're just kind of eating and maybe we're doing something else at the same time. Um, and so that's kind of when you don't really know, okay, well, am I just eating to eat or am I actually hungry? And, you know, sometimes they think, oh, well, we need this many meals or this much food. And I mean, how do we even know if you don't, if you're not in touch with your body, you know? So, um, so if you, so one thing I did was to do EFT right before I would eat. And it was just kind of a way of centering, you know, how you, you, you hear about your stomach acid and, you know, it's not, it's not strong when you're under stress and then, you're, you know, your, your nutrients aren't absorbed. Yeah. So I felt like when I would do the EFT before I would eat, I would be so much more in tune with my, my satiety and then and I would almost feel that like stomach juices starting to churn and like be more ready to digest. And so um, I would start out with, you know, you can Google EFT and pretty much everyone does it the same. You just start out with tapping on your hands. There's these two kind of meaty points on the edges of your hands. 
And you would say, like, even though I have XYZ issue, I truly love and accept myself. And, uh, you know, so I think we, a lot of us have a lot of fear around food and like scarcity. Yes. And, uh, you know, maybe you grew up in a family where there wasn't a lot of food or, you know, your parents were like shaming you about how much you were eating all the time or, <laughs> or, you know, your brothers and sisters were taking all your food. I mean, who knows? We all have something that was happening. And, um, you know, and I think for me, it was probably a combination of all those things, <laughs> but, uh, well, I didn't have a lot of brothers and sisters, but, uh, but, you know, you're always worried that there's, for me, it's always, I'm always, like worried there's not enough. And it's like, hello, my fridge is like gigantically full, you know, <laughs> like, why am I worried about that? But, um, but it's just, it's like leftover from, but I feel like EFT helps you clear that. And, you know, so you would kind of do like, even though I'm afraid, uh, or even though sometimes I overeat, I truly love and accept myself. So that's would be the first thing. And then you would tap on the top of your head and you, you can just say kind of when you go into this, it, it kind of starts flowing. You would just say whatever comes to your mind, whatever fear or kind of, you know, you, you have that tape, that mental tape going all the time of, of, uh, things you tell yourself that's not real, but you think it's real because you hear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, so I kind of go to, you know, there's always enough food for me. Um, and you tap on the, the side of your eyebrow and then the side of your, like on your temple and then right below your eye and right, right below your nose and right below your chin. And then on your kind of your, breast, um, kind of your collarbone below your collarbone and then on the sides of your ribs. And then you go back, you can go back to the hands or you can skip that and go right back to the top of your head. And you would just kind of say like, what I would say is, you know, there's always enough for me. You know, I don't have, I don't have this fear anymore. There's plenty of food. I can eat as much as I want, or I'm totally in touch with how much I need to eat. I'm in touch with my satiety, all those kinds of things. And, you know, any kind of mental tape that, that comes out for you and, and you kind of go into this sort of trance and you kind of start just saying whatever comes to you and it really helps. And you can do it about anything. I mean, you can do it about smoking or chocolate or um, any kind of, you know, addiction. It can be helpful. Um, I think it also helps with your balance your neurotransmitters. I think a lot of people overeat because, or, you know, overdo anything because their neurotransmitters are low, mm -hmm. which is your feel good chemicals in your brain. And then, you know, that's why so many people are smoking or, you know, whatever, uh, thing that they <laughs> overdo. So, I, so when you finish that, uh, you can eat. And I found that I would eat a whole lot less just naturally, not because I would, not because I would be trying to, but it would just be like, oh, I would feel it faster. Like, oh, I'm, I'm full. And I'd be able to push, push the food away. If I, you know, it's not that I was trying to, it just was like, oh, I'm, I'm full. But whereas if I didn't do it, I would be like, oh, I don't feel anything. And then I would be overly full. You know what I mean? 
This is kind of a way of, of increasing mindfulness and getting in touch with. But I don't think, you know, I don't think that anyone absolutely does not need to restrict their food. And I mean, I hope that's not what I'm sounding like. No, 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 okay. not at all. <laughs> okay. I think, no, I think it's, it's, it's like, cause you said, I mean, eating can be such an unconscious experience. And I think that, um, you know, like I'm sure like a lot of our listeners maybe have like experience with overeating or emotional eating or like binge eating and stuff like that. And, and I think that, you know, like you said, like, just like bringing a moment and some consciousness to it before you eat. And it almost sounds like it's like, almost like you're using like affirmations. Yeah, it really is. You know, it is just a way of affirmations, but I feel like it's that like affirmations at a, at a higher or a more intense level, because it's almost like you're, I feel like you're kind of pushing them into you, you know, like you're, you're making them more impactful in your psyche or whatever, because you're, you're just like, you're, you're imprinting them on your, yeah. on your brain or something, you know, whereas it, when you say something, it's, it's good. Of course, affirmations are always good, but I feel like tapping is that like affirmations 2.0, you know, <laughs> that is so cool. I actually, I've never, like, I, I've heard about it and I remember I bookmarked some like video on it and I was like, Oh, I'll go walk back and watch that at some point. And I never did. Um, so I, I love, I, I love that you took the time to explain it. Cause I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I really need to <laughs> learn how to do this for my uh, for my clients and for myself just you know to try it's really it. helpful I mean you can do it for like because sometimes I think I'm sure you see this with your clients all the time people are so high uh they're just go 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 that they can't even meditate or they can't even you know that's just beyond yes like asking they're like are you kidding me like i have you know an ipad and a iphone and my you know <laughs> computer's making everything's making noises and like there's no way i can meditate you know but i feel like eft is a way you can kind of tap into that meditative you know smart mode as john gabriel calls it <laughs> um whereas if you, you know for people who maybe can't meditate or they're not there yet um, they can do a quick EFT tapping session in, in, and be in that state really quickly. And then they can let go of some of their stress or tension or, or whatever. And like what a way I've used it before is to wake up and do like a gratitude tapping. Mm -hmm. and so you just wake up and, and be like, you know, I'm so thankful for, you know, being awake today, being alive today, you know, everything that you just anything you can think of that you're grateful for. And that was really quick way to, because, you know, sometimes I think, well, I want to do yoga or I want to do this. And I'm like, and I end up just getting started. And, but if I do that little gratitude tapping before, then I feel like, okay, I've, I've had my little metaphysical moment and then I can go on and, and keep working or whatever. And then um, you could also do it for stress, just like in the middle of the day, you know, you say, I, I release this stress. I don't need this stress anymore. My stress isn't serving me. And I mean, I, I've had feelings where, you know, where you feel like you're, you're almost drowning in stress. But if you just do that really quickly, you know, maybe for two minutes, you can lower that stress level from an eight to a two, you know? Yeah. 
and it's really quick and then you can also do it before bed sometimes like if you're just you know how you get that feeling when you're about to go to bed and you like oh but I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I didn't do this and you're like yes. how can I go to bed right now when I didn't do you know the 87 things on my list but if you do the 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 tapping right before bed you can calm yourself down and then just let it go you can let it go until the next day that's awesome oh that's really cool sleep a lot better and and you can also manifest things so you know if you if you want something to happen you can tap about that you know you can visualize you know a job you want or money or you can you can visualize maybe a check that you want or um you could spend you could visualize about you know maybe the body that you're wanting to have and you can tap on it and i feel like it it changes the the message that you're getting from yourself because so many hours of the day we spend berating ourselves or or whatever you know yeah beating think, ourselves up yeah i mean the negative the negative thoughts like the limiting the having limiting beliefs is it can just really, really hurt your, your actions. Like it, you know, if it's like, you have to rely on self-control if you're fighting against your, you know, your negative internal beliefs. And so if you can change your beliefs, then your actions are going to, and your behaviors are just going to happen m much more, um, you know, subconsciously. And so, um, yeah, no, I think this is a really, really cool tool. So, um, I'm assuming people can just like, google it <laughs> learn more yeah, i mean dr mercola has a really good video you can just he's probably the first one that shows up in the okay cool the search um and it, he has a good video on how to do it and you know you can personalize it to your issue or so don't think you have to say it's, it's very forgiving technique as my teachers would say it's it's not precise like it is precise in that it works, but it's not like, oh, I have to do it like this. You know, that's another just excuse of why you can't do it. You know what I mean? Just let it flow. You know, your, your, it, it will come to you what you need to say. And, you know, things will come up as you're doing it because you can tap through old crap that comes up, you know? Yeah. Don't be a perfectionist about it is what yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's really, that's, that's really neat. Um, and so let's let's uh, let's shift gears here and talk about your your book. So, um, like, how was that process for you writing writing the cookbook? Well, first, um, well, so the it came about because my husband is from North Africa and he's a chef, and you know, I wanted to. I always wanted to cook the stuff that he wanted to eat, but I didn't know how, and I could barely cook, you know, because you don't have to really cook lean cuisines and laughing cow and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, granola bars and uh, cliff bars and all that. Veggie dogs only need to go in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're a personal trainer, like I was for so long, you didn't, that's what everyone was eating. You didn't know that there was other food like you thought oh well this is what's marketed to us so that's what we're supposed to eat <laughs> but then when I started noticing what my husband he grew up in North Africa he came over to California in 2004 
like his idea of what was food was so different and so so much more nutritionally dense than what I thought was food. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, there's something to this. It's really different. And I was kind of sad because he would always go to his friend's houses to eat and their wives would cook. And I was like, I don't want him eating. I want, I want to make that food for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so slowly I started to learn some of it and, you know, he went to chef school and then he taught me more and more. And then when I got sick, we started to adapt the, the dishes to be paleo-friendly, grain-free and gluten-free. And and then I was doing it about a year and he, I you know, I would get upset when he would, he would eat bread in front of me <laughs> or whatever. And so I'd be like, why don't you try it? And, um, and he was like, I'll, okay, I'll try for a month. So he tried it and then he felt really good and he was much, he had a lot more energy and he was excited about it. And I mean, he's not as super hardcore as I am about it because he doesn't have the the health issues, but he, but he definitely, you know, does it, you know, he's kind of an 80, 20 kind of person, but anyway, he, so the, we kept coming up with these recipes and then of course I was still friends with Diane at that time and she was like you should write them down you should make an ebook because it's you know so different and I was like all right so I started writing them all down and uh, it took me eight months to make my ebook and that was really challenging because I'd never done anything like that and I never even taking pictures or anything. Yeah. So I put it all together and then it sold like a ton of copies. And, and then I showed it to Diane and she was like, wow, this is so different from all the other books out there. And I, you know, I think this is kind of, cause it was most of the food is broth based or it has a lot of bones, meat on the bone, that kind of stuff. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes paleo books are all just, chicken breasts or you know (laughs) something like that and yeah um so so she said that she wanted to help us to make it into a real book uh so it was like well you know if diane wants to help you with something you know you you say yes so and for those of you that don't know diane is the new york times best-selling author of uh practical paleo and the 21 day sugar detox yeah she just goes you don't have to say her last name she's just yeah I'm I'm not even gonna try because it'll just be bad (laughs) no 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 I just mean like everybody knows who she is yeah it's true (laughs) um but anyway so you know and I thought it'd be fun because we get to spend a whole month at her house like making all of our food and she took all the pictures and did all the design and uh, it was just really fun to hang out again and because she had moved back to New Jersey by this time. She used to live not by me and then she moved back to New Jersey. So it was kind of fun to be with my friend again and just a big project. And, you know, she brought a whole new, you know, artistic perspective to it. And, you know, the cool thing is that we were able to add a lot more content where we have autoimmune meal plans we have autoimmune modifications. We have FODMAP modifications. We have 
lower carb modifications for people who are doing that. We have SCD gaps modifications and we have nut free and egg free modifications. So we have menu plans. Like, so if you, you know, sometimes you get a cookbook, but you don't know how to put everything together into like a, a menu that maybe you would have people over. So we give you a bunch of meal, menu plans that like a, for a brunch or, you know, a wedding shower or a baby shower or, you know, things like that tapas or if you had a bunch of friends like you over summer it would be a food nerd party (laughs) that's awesome so so that kind of stuff and we me and my husband got to go two times to north africa to do research it was so it was so hard because we had to eat all the time (laughs) what uh what part like what, what when you say north africa what country are you talking about or what city well, my husband is from Algiers, which is the capital of Algeria, which is right on the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. It's a big city of three million people. Wow. It, it's not really known for tourism. So mostly you would go with, you know, a relative or or something. Um, but then this time we were able to spend a, a, a while in Morocco so oh, that's awesome. it's, it's next door to Morocco and you know all the the, the culture is similar across Egypt Tunisia uh, Morocco and Algeria as far as the food and the culture and so when you say North Africa it's pretty I mean there's a, there's regional differences of course but it you know you'll see a lot of the same things a lot of the same spices like cinnamon and cumin and ginger and hmm. A turmeric and uh, a lot of fresh herbs like cilantro and uh, mint is a really big thing. We had so much mint tea in Morocco. I got kind of because they put green tea with the mint tea, so Ooh. you get kind of this rush. That's good. With it. And um, so I enjoyed that, and just it was so it's so cool to get out of the just get out of America and yeah. <laughs> see a different, different kind of, and the, you know, I see the, the people there not so worried about the, the way they look and that's nice, you know? Yeah. I mean, they don't have the same cultural influences that like really distort us and, and shape us to be this like nation that's obsessed with, you know, our bodies and all that stuff. But um, I have a question about Mediterranean. So when I hear Mediterranean, I think, you know, I think like Greece. <laughs> um, so is is it really like, it, would the recipes and flavors be like different because it's, we're talking North Africa or would it kind of really, is Mediterranean really consistent across all of those countries that are, that sort of sit on the Mediterranean? Well, because you say that, uh, you know, of course, what what my husband's more familiar with is North Africa, but then because we know that's the perception, and, and it's very similar the whole region because they have the similar produce, similar climate, uh, the fresh fish, sardines, and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to see very similar dishes in southern Italy, Greece. You know, even Provence, you know, France is on the the Mediterranean Sea. You know, you'll see things like bouillabaisse or cipino, um, all those kinds of 
seafood dishes, well, you'll see those there as well as right across in North Africa. So it's oh. all, they all border and we have a map in the book so everyone can see. And then, you know, you go to the middle, the Middle East and you'll have a, a similar flavors as well. So we had a lot of kebabs and kefta and, um, one of my favorite things is liver. <laughs> they grill liver. So they marinate it and then grill it. And I just ate that every, it was so tender because it was so fresh. It was right from the animal like that day, I think. And it's so different than anything you've had here. For sure. And, um, that was, and that, that was a big thing. The, just the, the food is all local. It's not flown in from Chile or something that it's all, and, and the thing, and if it's not in season at that moment, you don't see it at all. It's just gone. And like I, like last year I was there in April and I had all these strawberries. And then this time I was there in August and they were like, yeah, sorry, there's no strawberries. That's it. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's such a, that's so different. I mean, we take it for granted that, that you can just have anything any time of the year. And it's actually, it's, it's awesome to be in a place where they really do like eat seasonally and live off the land. Yeah, and I mean, we would go down to the farmer's market right by my husband's house where he grew up, and, you know, all the vegetables, they look so different because they all have dirt on them, and they have, like, I didn't even know garlic has, like, this huge, like, top part on it, you know, it's like, and it's like, you see them in, in this form, you've, you've never even seen them in, because that's, they're straight out of the ground, you know, and it's just so cool yeah that's that's awesome uh, I'm so excited how was it like working on a project like that with your husband you know it's it gets tight it gets you know stressful but you know, we have a lot of passion because we bring you know we really wanted to show people this kind of food and um so you know it's it you get tired sometimes and, but and you you know snap at each other but then uh, you know, we just enjoy so much bringing this food to people that we were excited about it. And, you know, it was fun to show it all to Diane and, and her boyfriend or fiance was there. And so he got to eat it all and everything. He was like, oh, this is amazing. And, That's you awesome. know, it's just a different set of flavors than, than they're used to. And, you know, of course, some of it, a lot of it's going to be familiar to people with, like, we have moussaka and we have um, hummus and baba ganoush and, you know, pita. We made a pita out of grain, of grain-free pita with oh, no herbs. And we have, like, cilantro crackers. And you know, we have a lot of the, the paleo favorites, uh, but just with a little twist. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so awesome. <laughs> and uh yeah so you have like a free preview online right which i will link to in the show notes yeah there's a 90 page preview um if you sign up for my list or diane's list you'll get a bunch of free uh recipes in, in a pdf form as well okay so, so I'll link to that as well you go to um you know balancedbites.com or Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, and you can you can order my book at Mediterranean Paleo Cooking, or you you know there's tons of information at grassfedgirl.com. 
That's awesome. And uh, so as we wrap things up here, oh, and I, what I was going to say was just like when I went through the free preview, I was seriously like drooling on my keyboard. It looks so <laughs> like it's beautiful. Like you put so much work into it and the recipes look amazing. So I'm I'm really excited to um, to to get to get my copy when I relocate. <laughs> I guess it's going oh, yeah. to my new address. But <laughs> well, in Canada, you know, it takes longer to get books. <laughs> so, yeah we have to like you know i i, you, I was gonna make a comment get, about how we don't have the internet but <laughs> have to get, we actually to get, get it pretty quick amazon's really quick up here <laughs> yeah um the the drug dogs have to sniff him down to the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to across yeah. the border yeah no i'm pretty sure they'll distribute it here so it should it should arrive pretty quick but um as we wrap things up here the last question i like to ask all of my guests is what is the most fearless thing that you have done you know i think just getting out of the mainstream you know i i you know, grew up thinking oh i have to have a nine to five and I have to go to college. I mean, of course I did go to college, but I was so unhappy working in the traditional setting. And I think I was afraid because of what everyone else thought, oh, to, to go out on my own and, you know, even trying to become a personal trainer was out of the box. And then it just kept going because I, you know, I knew that it wasn't right for me to sit in an office and, uh, you know, I was, I was so, un, so soul crushing. And so I just encourage people to follow their, their dream and, you know, don't let the, you know, the status quo tell you, you have to do this or you have to be like this. You know, if that doesn't feel right to you, you know, look outside of the box and, you know, follow what's really in your heart because, you know, I feel like the universe will support you, you know, as hokey as that sounds with, you know, and I've met so many amazing people when I did get outside of that. And I feel like it really did change the course of my life when I made that decision. So I just encourage everyone to to just listen to that inner voice and, and not think, oh, I have to do this because my parents said or because society says I have to have a, you know, a BMW, so I have to, you know, make $100,000 and, yeah. you know, go to work 80 hours a week and all that stuff. You know, you can live outside of that. Yeah, and probably be more happy and content. Absolutely. So that's awesome. I love that. That's probably one of the most fearless things I've done too. I can totally relate. Um, so thank you so much for all of your time and definitely check out mediterraneanpaleocooking.com as well as grassfedgirl.com. And I'll link to the preview um, in the show notes, as, uh, which will be at uh, summerinandin.com forward slash FRR, uh, as well as uh, the tour. So yeah, because well, if you're in the US, you can definitely go and meet you and say hi to you. And for all of us Canadians, we'll just like, you know, follow it online and on Instagram. <laughs> So you're you're moving to Vancouver? Yes, yes oh, okay. I am. Official well, podcast can... announcement. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, so actually, if anyone's out there and is in Vancouver and wants to say hi to me, say hi. Um, but yeah, no, I'm only I'm, I'm only like a three hour drive away from Seattle once I once I'm settled there. So I'll be able to actually, um, you know, head down there more often and take advantage of good shopping and food and stuff like that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show and for, you know, sharing all of your advice and insights with everybody and yeah, like rock on and I'll talk to you soon. If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes and leave me a review. I would be so grateful if you took two minutes to do that for me. And don't forget to head to summerinandin.com or summerthenutritionist.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rocking your bod. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.